This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. As we prepare to spend our Saturday in line with our neighbours to cast our vote to elect our next state government, there seems to be an underlining current running through politics within Australia and the world. With the rise of the independents wishing to enter politics, some with extremely scary views, the instability of governments here and abroad, it's never been more important for our LGBTIQ plus community to know how the leaders we will elect this Saturday will affect our community. And it is with great honour that we welcome into the Joy Studios the Premier of this fantastic state of Victoria, Mr Daniel Andrews. Good morning, Mr Andrews. Thank you very much for having us on. Welcome to Joy. Well, it's a joy to be here. <laughs> I've been here a few times over the journey and it's always good fun. Fantastic. Look, we'll, we'll get straight into it and we'll get some serious topics we do. Sure. So the trans and gender diverse Victorians are subject to high levels of stigma and discrimination. Yes. As a consequence, poorer mental health, higher rates of homelessness, we, we could keep going on. Yep. In recent times, there's been a notable progress for trans and gender diverse people within Victoria, Yes. but there is still a long way to go. The government needs to amend the Birth Sex and Marriages Registration Act. There's also a need for birth certificates to people under the age of 18 to be able to change their gender, as well as there's nothing there for non-binary people. We either tick M or... You know, what, yeah. are, what are we going to do? I could not agree more there is a need to make this change we in fact put a bill into the parliament to pass the lower house which we were very pleased we have a majority there yep it then went to the wonderful upper house in uh, 2016 yeah yes. and sadly it was defeated and you know i was very disappointed about that australia's first equality minister martin foley who's a great friend of uh, communities and doesn't just talk it he's delivered many reforms he was very upset as well uh, and it's our position that we will try again if we have an opportunity we form government again after Saturday, we will try and make that change. It's about pretty simple principle. It's about fairness and justice and inclusion and ultimately uh, providing the sort of respect that so many have not been given over a long period of time. So it's a complex question, but the answer is very simple. The right thing to do is to reintroduce the bill. We will do that. And I hope that second time around... Uh, we can get the numbers in both houses. I and believe we can it get only the failed by one yeah, it was, at the it time. Was, it was so close. It was we heartbreakingly close. Yeah. And I think that many who had lobbied for those changes for a very long time were crushed. And it was not the parliament at its best, in my judgment. I think we can do much better than that. We'll bowl it up again, and we'll see whether we can get the majority for it. Fantastic. Uh, Mr Andrews, a recent report produced by the Human Rights Law Centre, the Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria and La Trobe University found that conversion practices are not reducing but are actually entering the mainstream with in particular Christian institutions. And it found that at least 10 organisations in Australia and New Zealand currently advertise the provision of conversion therapies. And the author of the report from La Trobe University, Dr Timothy Jones, has highlighted, of course, that there is an inquiry at the moment into this practice Mm. and that such inquiries are very important but we also need strong laws signalling that this practice is very harmful and inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate and it's harmful I think beyond harmful. It's Mm. if we look at younger people younger same-sex attracted people are six times more likely to self-harm or take their own life. I've committed to a Royal Commission into Mental Health to rebuild that system from the ground up because there are many many problems. Um, Some of those will Uh, directly affect the LGBTI community perhaps more than others within the Victorian community. There's just no place for this. This is wicked. It's absolutely appalling. 
and we've made some changes around people who hang out a shingle pretending to be a health practitioner running this sort of hate. Yeah. I've got a very simple view about this. Every Victorian should be respected, valued, and feel safe mm. just being who they are. That's pretty simple. And uh, others get themselves in knots about this. I'm very, very clear. There is no place for this sort of so-called conversion therapy. Uh, people are who they are, and they should be respected and valued for it. We've made some changes around making complaints and dealing with some of these shonks, and they're more than just rip-off merchants. No. Mm. This leads to tragedy. It yes. absolutely leads to tragedy, and I'm not prepared to accept that. That's not something that any, I think, fair-minded person should uh, accept. So that's one step. Uh, the other step, I think, if I can be so bold as to say, I think leaders in the community calling this out for what it is, that's mm. a step too, because it's about sending a message that it's just not okay to try and stigmatise, shame, um, reinvent someone. That's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Do you think some of the people practising this therapy actually realise the harm that it's doing? Oh, well, I think that there comes a time when the evidence is so clear about the tragic, harmful and negative consequences of this that I think you are at a point able to say... How can people who put this forward, mm. uh, how can they not be aware of the damage that's being done? Now, I'm not, I haven't come on your show to be attacking any individual, but I would say after a point, I think it's reasonable to say, don't pretend you don't know how much damage this does. No, Because there's that much international evidence. Mm. There's that many tragic stories. I just think that we've seen a trend in recent times where not calling this out uh, and sending messages to people that maybe this sort of quackery is okay, Yeah, that's kind of crept into mainstream politics, mm. and I think that's wrong. I think Victoria's better, better than that. When we had that with the marriage plebiscite, you know, oh, all, all, all of a sudden the haters come out of the woodwork and felt yeah. that, you know, you know, we were poster boys to get every bit of hate we could get. I was very happy and many others were very happy and I was very proud to see us get the best result. As a state. Absolutely. It, it was fantastic. We didn't need to have a plebiscite mm. that was essentially for some, not, not every Victorian, but for some, mm. it was a green light for prejudice and bigotry. We didn't need to go through that very expensive process. However... We got the result that I think we all wanted, and that's a good thing. And I was very pleased just the other day to find my Rainbow Ally badge and put it on uh, because apparently a whole year had gone by. Could you believe it? A whole year had gone by. I haven't been invited to too many weddings, but I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, it's (laughs) maybe maybe next year. And sometimes this is not about actually making that commitment. It's about knowing that you're treated equally at law. That's that's Mm. very powerful. I've been with my partner 19 years. He proposed many years ago. I have no desire to get married. But my God, there was no one going to tell me I wasn't allowed no, to get exactly. married. So I was going exactly. to well, fight. It's, it's, to it's the, totally the, inappropriate for people to say to you that your love is worth less than somebody else's. Or that terribly offensive stuff about, well, if you got married, my marriage to my female partner yep. would be somehow worth less. Oh, really, come on. We've come so far and we should have a positive discussion about that. That's something that we should celebrate and be really proud of. That Victoria, at its best always leading our nation with that sort of progressive agenda that's about fairness and inclusion. And social uh, reform. Absolutely. And and saying we're, we're all equal and we should all be treated equally. 
Mr Andrews, if re-elected this weekend, what else can we expect from a Labor state government? We've been honoured to provide a stability and a focus on the electors, not a focus on ourselves. And that's why 29 level crossings are gone. That's why 1,300 schools are being upgraded right across the state. It's why we said we'd create 100,000 jobs. We've created nearly 400,000 jobs. It's why the budget's in surplus. It's why we're employing more nurses and ambos and teachers and all those things that matter. We're not just doing stuff that's important today. We're doing a lot of that, but we're going beyond that too. If we're re-elected on Saturday, we will start uh, both the airport railing, so from the city to Tullamarine Airport, Great. and simultaneously, this is all in 22. And if we can do it quicker, we'll, we certainly will, but 22 is the, the, the goal. We'll also start the suburban rail loop that connects all of our radial train lines, the mm-hmm. spokes in the wheel, if you like. We'll put the wheel around that. The first stage is Cheltenham to Box Hill, taking people, connecting them to TAFEs and universities and employment precincts and hospitals, Take making the transport system work for them rather than people having to go all the way into the city on one line to change to go all the way back out again on another line. That takes 200,000 cars off the road every day. I will be honoured to start that project and I, I will start it in the full and certain knowledge that another Premier will finish it. They'll be finishing it, It's Somebody else will have to finish it because it's going to span more than any one government. The point I'd make to your listeners is, imagine how much better we'd be today if leaders 30 years ago had started three or four projects like that and they were now coming to a conclusion. Correct. So I'm less concerned about how many ribbons I get to cut. I'm much more concerned with doing the things we need today, yes, but also setting us up for the future. And you can only do that, I think, if you do have that stable majority government where we're focused on you, not focused on ourselves. You know, you're all about the positions you take and you're as good as what you get done. State politics is about getting things done. And that's what we've done these last four years. And if we get the chance to do it for another four, we'll keep on delivering the infrastructure, road, rail, hospital, schools, jobs, as well as social reform, because that's when Victorians at its best. I've been outspoken in relation to my support for safe schools. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies that are put out there. This is not something that's taught to any kids. It's a teacher resource. It's a resource and it's part of a broader package of anti-bullying measures so that if you're bullied because of your faith, if you're bullied because of your gender, if you're bullied because of where your parents were born, or if you're bullied because of your sexual orientation, teachers are equipped to keep you safe. That's pretty simple to me. It saves lives. Uh, Under Labor, it's here to stay. Uh, And if they want to make an attack ad out of what I've just said on your program, good luck to them. Because that sort of spiteful negative campaigning Uh, That in itself is harmful. Uh, It it is wrong that we have to lead so strongly on this. Others should be on the same page because if it works, it works. And that's exactly what Safe Schools does. Yes, there's no gender whisperers happening to your children in schools. Oh, there, goodness not, me. Oh, and your, and your sons will have to wear dresses and all sort yeah. of... It's, it's just nonsense. <laughs> yes. It's just nonsense. And it's, again, about stigma. It's about labelling people and... Somehow, anyway, I think you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, I've tried to be very clear about this issue and many other issues. We are very proud that we have had a positive agenda, a strong, a clear agenda for LGBTI communities. Each of these issues are very, very important, and, and I devote time to thinking about them and listening and understanding. But the other thing, too, is that to be an LGBTI Victorian is not to mean that hospitals and schools and 
um, a strong economy and all those things aren't important. Of course, they're important too. They're important too. So our our agenda is, is all of these things and we're proud of that. But it's also a big, bold, positive and optimistic agenda with that stability we spoke about, yeah. getting things done, that's that's important, I think, for every Victorian. So, so we're the first to want to get rid of the LGBTIQ. We just want to be humans like everybody Indeed. else. But, but, but while we fight for equality, no, no. We, we have to do it. You've got to do it. And, and it's incredible. No, no. Yeah. It's incredibly important and I will always stand with you in yeah. all those fights. The point I'm making is our plan is is that and more. Excellent. And that's hopefully something that all of your listeners get a chance to have a look at the bro- the breadth of the offering. We want to see in 21, the 40 years since the de- decriminalisation, we want that to be, I'm not being critical of Pride and Midsummer, they do a great job and I've been very honoured to lead that march the last four years, but we want that to be a really special celebration of the law reform that we made. Should have made it much earlier, but still we did it. Um, there's also some grants as part of, our, part of our platform for some regional Victorian events because we know that... LGBTI communities in some parts of regional Victoria that struggle to get some of the organisational support that they need. They have, yeah. uh, And, of course, the Pride Centre, where we've provided our funding fully. The council have done a great job. They should be singled out for praise. A lot of people get stuck into local government a lot, but no. Paul Phillip has done a great job around this. They've been mm-hmm. real partners. There's still a gap. I think it's about $10 million. I think there'll be some fundraising. Well, we've had been offered by uh, Mr. Bill Shorten last week yes. that if he wins, the, the $10 million will come through. Oh, very good. Which is, look, it's well, I had some things to I've got something to announce too, about, but I'll come to that at the end. Oh, fantastic. Oh. Well, we were talking about, I mean, are you, you've already promised us in 2016 $15 million. Towards it's done. That's already the budget's there, and, and that's, that's really important. So then we, you, your commitment to further, I mean, because I mean, it's going to be built, but it's going to take money to run. I mean, there's organisations in there. There's Minus 18, mm. with Joy, there's, you know, the, the AIDS Council. There's so, so what I wanted things. to do, what I wanted to do today was indicate to you that if we are re-elected, yeah. we will provide Joy FM with $200,000 a year for four years. Excellent. And you know, so, my bill's only one ninety. Beautiful. Excellent. <laughs> they'll, they'll leave That's their very good. Do you mind, will you mind, I'll leave it to you to me. see whether you want to put a pay rise. You want to put a claim in for a pay rise to yep. get to the full two hundred. That'll be a matter for you. Um, this is a very important part of debate and discussion. Support. This is a very important yep. place. Joy is an institution, mm. and I want to see you get the support you need to be down there and to be central to the way the Pride Centre works. And a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, I think that's not a cost to the budget. It's an investment in the diversity, the respect, the inclusion that I've been talking about today. And more than talk that we've been supporting for the last four four years. And I think the marriage equality debate highlighted the need for diversity in media as well, which joined plays a pivotal part. Indeed. Thank you. Well, look, thank you so much for coming in. And we feel a lot better. Very good. I'm very pleased. Very pleased. And I do very much look forward, uh, hopefully, to getting the opportunity to speak to you again. Anytime, anytime at all. Thank you. It's Mr. Daniel Andrews, Premier of Victoria. You're with Tom and Warren for breakfast on Joy 94.9. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.